Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra episode 28. As always, joined by Sporting Panda. How are you doing, mate? Good afternoon, figure. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, let, let's address a few things before we get into because you have had... And I say you, because I don't want to take any responsibility for this, even though I am the, you know, the production man, the producer. You've caught some flack, haven't you, about your podcast etiquette over the last seven days? Let's, ju- let's just say it's been a really good week to get away from it all, because <laughs> there's been a torrent of abuse ever since the last episode in all forms of media around the audio quality, which is it's most upsetting to a man who has a Blue Yeti just a superb microphone that was recommended from my friend, my co-host, my supposed friend, my Bay co-host. Mike. We have the same well, mic. Well, we have the same mic. I've literally got a ruler here. I measure my distance. Yes, the pitch of my voice goes up and down. But you can't tell me the Sunday shows. Like, how comes the Sunday shows have no issues? The Pandacast has this shoddy audio. I mean, I can't work out what's happening. So but... the Sunday shows, they're recorded right. on like a Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, and they go out on the Sunday. So that gives it three days lead time to edit, master, and oh. engineer all the audio. So right. that means that that is, you know, studio quality edited, right? Right. This one, we literally record. I put it together. I put the tracks together. I do a bit of cleaning up if one of us coughs or... You know, there's police sirens, which we'll get onto. <laughs> um, and we just literally chuck it out just for speed, just for speed. And just so it's kind of up to date, people get live reactions to stuff. You know, we've been very lucky or unlucky, whichever way you want to look at it, with the reactions of the announcements. And the only way that can happen is by watering down some of the quality. But, you know, that being said, even then, usually the quality is good. However, we 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 crossed the line, didn't we, apparently, last Thursday? I think I overstepped the line. I was in the writing, the letter writing room, and clearly the audio there, it wasn't up to par. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the mogul that you are, you've come up with a solution. Because these Thursday ones, yes, we want to focus on speed, but we need to focus on quality for the fans. And I'm worried that people... Are driving and having you know minor accidents they're jumping out their skin at night they you know they might be listening to it next to their wife and all of a sudden they're jerking uncontrollably you know their body might be going rigid and all weird and jerky and i don't know what the wife's going to think the man's up to vice versa the woman could be listening to it you know and so we don't want people jerking around do we and going all your use of jerking in in that <laughs> Um, so this is this is this is paramount to me i listen to the critique and you know let's see if the mogul can work on a solution i've got something up my sleeve i mean i can't change my style of my audio because you know i capture audiences wherever i go with this 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 kind of crescendo of noise and then i taper off and i i notice them in the audience in the chairs leaning in they kind of all come towards me by the end of a show if i'm ever in person in front of people so i can't change a habit of a lifetime the way i but described I can... it was your your initial crescendo and the way you tail off means that towards the end as you tail off yeah because there's yeah. a more silence and there's a pause at the end of the sentence it's very powerful it lets it's very... the audience yeah. think about what you've just said it does. It's very powerful communication and they all tend to sort of lean into their speakers and li- and they want to hear the ending. Um, but there's a line that was crossed. You're spot on about that. So a line that was crossed. And I'm going to fix it. I swear to you, this one will be good. I'm going to quadruple check. 
You get a quadruple I'm check. Get a quadruple okay. check. But listen, did you see some tweets about people? Hit, so apparently, I forgot to remove some sirens. Um, obviously, live kind of near to the, near the, near enough to the centre of town now. So lots of ambulances. Obviously, in the in the kind of climate that we're in, unfortunately, quite a few police cars, etc. In London. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Ambulances don't turn up for COVID, do they? Yeah. It, it, obviously, in very extreme breathing difficulties. Oh, I guess yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I would still think that the majority of ambulances with the sirens on go to extreme maybe other symptoms yeah i mean look again anyway that's but that's by the that's by, by the by and someone can correct us please yes, um yeah so picked up some sirens and i thought oh, they're not going to be that loud and but i did think about looking for them when i was like editing it and apparently i, I missed one very loud one and a few people more people listen to the podcast driving their car than i thought and a lot of people <laughs> and i shouldn't laugh at this because this is actual you know danger in the kind of driving environment people have told me that they <laughs> they pulled over their cars thinking they were actually getting pulled over could you believe that <laughs> what? They, they heard the sirens on the podcast and thought they were getting yeah a, they thought yeah, it was yeah, in the real 100%. world yeah yeah like I didn't honestly that, like i think three or four people tweeted it and several dm'd me about it and i was like oh, I'm, I'm so sorry fucking hilarious because they were like laughing about it obviously and i was like but i really feel bad because if that had caused some sort of you know road accident i would i don't know what my conscience would do no i didn't i i heard the sirens last week you know yeah i did hear them but i didn't really think I, obviously people would think i have sirens where i am because i described myself last described myself last week as quite urban <laughs> although fi runner and a few people have again slated me for that they don't believe i, I think rightfully so to be honest with you well you know i'm not sure i guess we'll find out over the next few weeks i've got a few <laughs> urban tales for people so um, you know you know i think i'm fairly urban but we're not gonna go down that path again today we're not we're not we're not no um no. what have you been up to this week oh, i had the garden party last saturday How was that? which was a rip rip roaring success some lovely canapes we did obviously miss your presence of serving drinks uh had a bouncy castle and some debauchery in the evening so that was what's good. debauchery Oh, I'll let people Google that. I don't want to go into that on a family show. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, no, it was it was a very nice garden party. And there's a question later on what, what the best canapes were, so I can answer that Brilliant. obviously in due course. But no, I had a good garden party. I've been away this week from Twitter and um, haven't seen a lot of football, unfortunately. Mm, not some, even last night? Just, um, I did watch last night, which is quite exciting. But I've had some a bit of vacation time, I guess. Not like, away from the house, but away from sports. There's been no cricket on, so... Um, it's been a relatively quiet week, and I think it probably matches to the audience that are listening. There's probably a touch of disengagement, isn't there? How's your How's your week been? On um, it's good. Well, it's good. What mogul world? It, it was, any tales? Uh, any tales? Well, I mean, my ankle's getting slightly better. Yeah, um, yeah. Just a quick update. Still hurting, yeah, though. Still swollen. Still hurting. I've got a, a great chap. I won't name his name, but uh, he's in my DMs mm. helping me out every every couple of days. Great, great chap. So good. If he, if he lets me shout him out and he listens next time, I'll, I'll give him a proper shout out. But he's been DMing me. Do, do you know who I just got a DM from? Cool. Literally live on it. Um, I don't think you'll mind me saying because he's a friend of mine. Fi Ben. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just talking about. Um, uh, Martin Odegaard potentially returning to Madrid. But interesting thing is there with Ben, um, I found his blog on your website and it's, it's, I actually had this down as a note to say, so it's funny that he's DM'd me because we don't DM that often, but brilliant. I would really recommend people go and read what he put together. So he put together a piece on PB um, scoring, didn't he, and winners over the last 
uh, season. Really good, really good, and it, really in depth, really and, useful, insightful, good stuff. And it really is interesting to see that the the five subs didn't hurt PB players, but because I think we're in a bit of a rut from an FI community standpoint, yeah, people yeah, yeah. wanted to just kind of like people like to complain and they love to complain when they're in a bad mood. So if there's a little thing that they wanted to pick up on, that was it. But yeah, yeah. Just before we, I'm learning all the time. I'll go on, carry on. I was going to say just before we get into it on on mm. the off air you told me that you've copied me in a purchase so just like i copied you oh i didn't want to go into in the water flosser purchase you you casually mentioned so you've just had a power cut right correct and you what what did you say very casually to me off the cuff might have actually tripped the trip the wire it it could have been a nutribullet right and you didn't have a nutribullet a couple of weeks ago until i mentioned it did you no so you were (laughs) (laughs) look i didn't I, my wife will tell you, she won't tell you because she's not recording, but I was fuming that I got off the line and you had that and you rubbed my nose <laughs> in it and I didn't want you to own one and for, for me not to. So I went out the next day and bought myself a Nutribullet to see what the fuss was about uh, and I think it tripped, oh I think God. it tripped my electrics in my house. <laughs> oh my God. Karma. Yeah. Karma is fine. Karma. Yeah. Yes. Um, Right, I, I mean, look, like, clearly both had interesting weeks. Power yeah. cuts, storms, the the weather, I've been sweating. My back, I don't never knew my back could sweat this much. It's horrible. Yeah, um, and I, mean, I think that, I think back hair helps with that. That's it. Um, I did put, a, I put a vote out, didn't I, a little while ago around whether back hair is attractive. And most women in the community sadly said it wasn't, although I've heard it's coming back into fashion. But, um, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you've been speaking to. <laughs> <laughs> clearly not the right people um so sadly i will have to keep shaving mine yeah, um, yeah. which is uh, which is unfortunate but no uh backs have been sweating we've kept caught up on the week it's about 10 minutes in isn't it so mm. we we usually switch to the football index world at this point, yes i mean champions league have you champions did league you get to watch any with? of the football yeah, I've been I've been keeping an eye on it. I want to revisit our predictions. I think I said Manchester City were going to win the Champions League. I think Atletico I said were a dark horse because of their match, their, their, the way they operate in matches, in game states. You know, I think they're quite a canny bunch. And then Europa League, I think I went for Sevilla and Inter. Um, so that's that's still well and truly. Good shout on Sevilla. Yeah, yeah, I thought they deserved that quite comfortably. I thought Wolves were quite disappointing on the night, although the Adama run was quite exciting, wasn't it, from inside his own half? <laughs> yeah, and those weird commentaries, have you seen those? Yeah, the, I have. The edited yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Have. <laughs> 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 it's unbelievable, isn't He's it? He's so end, fast. Have you seen his the, end out? Have you seen, the, have you seen the thing about uh, oiling him up to stop? Oh, my stop God. It's yeah. He's ripped, isn't he? He's massive. You can see the sinews. Of his muscle oh. fibers, his fast twitch muscle what, fibers. What, what um, American football? <laughs> what American football position would he play? Oh, um, probably an outside linebacker mm, mm. because he's quick, he's athletic, and he's explosive. Yeah, um, that's what I'm learning. I, I told you, I'm learning through the the series Last Chance You, which is the most, the, arguably the most addictive thing I've ever watched. But I tell you what, Pan, yeah, the amount of concussions they get is very scary. That sport should actually be illegal, I think. Yeah, we, we, we spoke about this, didn't we, with the uh, the Will Smith film that mm. was focused on CT. He played a doctor yeah. and they focused a lot on CT. So when I first started watching American football, it was back in the year 1999, 2000. So I've been watching it for about 20 years. And it used to be legal to headhunt. 
So you'd have safeties um, like a Rodney Harrison or there were old safeties who would, if you were a wide receiver and caught the ball coming over the middle of the field, they would literally spear you and you'd have a helmet to helmet contact. <sighs> and that was like a mini car crash. And there used to be um, uh, an attitude of playing through concussions, you know, not getting the smelling salts on, not when, not wanting to let your team down. And it wasn't really, you know, until maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, I may be off in my timing there, that concussion protocol really come into play because a couple of players, you know, got into trouble in their middle, middle age or when they passed away, they'd done brain studies and they saw, you know, severe effects. And it's changed in wrestling, WWE. It's obviously changed in rugby union. It's coming into football now. Football as well. You know, after, uh, um, who was the chap at Hull, uh, who, who cracked his head open, Dremor against Chelsea. He was a uh, former, is it Brian Mason? Oh, that's the chap yeah nice. but that was a scary yes. one obviously peter check yeah. as well like there's been some it's bad ones but anyway <laughs> go on anyway go on. So, yeah go carry on while you were going there. um champions league so i think yeah. i i said psg didn't i and you yeah said so city. they got out they got out so of i said so i said city so city obviously have uh they come through against madrid in a touch nervy affair but i think kevin de bruyne showed why he's the greatest midfielder in the world on that performance i thought he was exceptional um that that perhaps has sped up Martin Odegaard going back because I thought Modric looked a touch tired. Um, so maybe you know, Madrid are kind of rebuilding for next season. We saw Juventus struggle, oh, didn't we, against quite, against quite a poor Leon side. And, you know, yeah. I guess it's be careful what you wish for because on one hand, Cristiano Ronaldo isn't the problem. He was the only guy I thought that looked like taking the yeah. next round. But sacking Allegri and bringing in Ronaldo as that roll of the dice and going all out for the Champions League... You know, that the message that sent, it reminded me a little bit of when Fergie brought in Van Persie at the very end. You know, a, a touch of desperation to get that final title. And how does it leave your club? Um, so it, it, is, that- it, is, it is interesting, though, now. Like, I've, I've been a big critic of Sarri, you know, in our, in our texts. And, yeah, um, you have. Yeah, yeah. In group yeah. chats and also on this podcast. I've never really... I think I went on, a, I went on another podcast, uh, just a football one, and... We had this debate after Sarri had... It was just before the Europa League final, actually, uh, last year that Chelsea obviously battered Arsenal in, which was not very good viewing for me. But I remember talking about Sarri and I was like, he's never, ever been a coach outside of Napoli, that Napoli team, that's done anything that's over the expected. So at Chelsea, uh, he won the Europa League. If you look at their run there, they were favourites pretty much from the off. Um... And then if you look at what he's done at Juventus, they've won the league title and that's it. And they actually won it by the smallest margin they have in a while. They, that was the minimum did. expectancy, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. He was good at Empoli, I thought, though, as well. Yeah, wasn't, if yeah. I right. I, I Although, so. I guess, a different level. It's, it, um, is, it is a different level, though. It's like, you know, it's it's kind of like... I, uh, I, can't, I can't... Go on. I can't... No, sorry. No, I, th- I do think you make a good point. But then, at the, on the same hand, I felt... He was a little bit harshly treated at Chelsea, you know, and mm. maybe he wasn't right. He just wasn't didn't fit, getting though. on with the players. Didn't he fit. didn't fit. It wasn't that congruent fit. And then at Juventus again, I think he's taken on arguably their worst squad in a while. Um, where I was yeah, going, but, but he, he got, as I say, he got Ronaldo, Ramsey, Delict. Yes, yes, he chose. So you're talking yeah. about a, a top three player in the world, and you're talking about uh, the best, probably one of the best centre back uh, talents in the last 10 years or whatever, let's, whatever you want to call him. And you're talking about Aaron Ramsey, who was a very, very good midfielder. Ar- arguably, he's not stayed fit, but I'm just saying he got his squad. Mm. 
Yeah, I guess so. You got Higuain I'm a back. Bit more, I'm a bit more old-fashioned in the sense I think it takes more than a year and I'd like to see more patience and, and coaches have a good three to five year window to turn a club around. But, you know, I guess that isn't the way of the modern world. But something where I was going with that was on Cristiano Ronaldo. I was thinking back to when he left United. Do you remember Wayne Rooney had a breakthrough mm. in 2009-10 where he played centre forward? He scored about, that was the year they he got scored about out. seven goals against us. Just, just he was him. unbelievable. He was and the Valencia crossing. And Nanny as well. freed him. Nanny, and it freed him up. And I think they got knocked out by Bayern Munich to an Iron Robin goal when Raphael got sent off. And then when he has left Real Madrid, look at Karim Benzema and how has he flourished with that extra kind of accountability and freedom. And I was quite excited with the rumours of him leaving, although I don't think he will because who can afford those wages in Europe? Um, you know, what would happen to Dybala if he left? Or I'm trying to think who else could really prosper without Cristiano being there. But I don't think we'll see it anyway this year. But potentially Kulosevsky in a couple of seasons' time, once Ronaldo goes, you know, it could really open up the pathway for him. But there are rumours that Dybala's on the chopping block. They're looking to offload... Um, who are the others? So Emre Chan's already gone to Dortmund. Chan, Matuidi's gone yeah, to Inter Miami today. He, he has... And Emre Chan's gone off to Dortmund. So there's Kadira. Um, Kadira and Ramsey, I think. Ramsey, Ramsey so. apparently, as well. And yeah. it looks like Dybala. So potentially. A very interesting summer there at Juventus from an FI Football Index perspective. Yeah, it also depends on who the coach comes in, right? You know, you could have a. Yes. Could you have a Pochettino that comes in and maybe you see some buys go into Juventus players? Or is it going to be someone yeah. a bit more yeah. Yeah. conservative and short term? Does Allegri come back and no one buys any Juventus players? Do you know what I mean? No, it's it could go either way. I love the I love the moving pieces and the sliding doors effect of these knockout mm. tires, and then you link it back to the football index pricing. Mm. You know, I think mm. Neymar obviously come through last night. He's winning media at the moment. I tell you what, um, he was fucking unreal. Apart from the apart from scoring, uh, he was just absurdly I, good. Someone sent me a clip and it really frustrated me. It was a Jason Cundy and um, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Andy Goldstein, who do the on talk sports, sports. Morons, they do they? the late night sports bar, something I think it's called that. Quite amusing at times. I listened to it a little bit, and um, but they were he was Jason Cundy was slating, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Neymar, saying how overrated he was, and I just thought, I just felt harsh to me, you know, like offensively he's such a talent, isn't he? I mean, you can say he isn't, he's never reached the level of a uh, Messi or Cristiano, but. Still hammer him. I just think it's very harsh. I mean, he's going to go down as Brazil's top ever scorer and he's going to go down as the Champions League Brazilian top scorer ever. Like, it's, you know, it, it, it is what he's done. It, his record speaks for itself and he's done it since he was 18. That's the thing. Like, every season of professional football he's played since he was 18, his numbers have been unreal from a goals and assists yes, standpoint. they have. They and have, and they they've have. contributed to winning as well, apart from maybe his time at PSG and perhaps they might win the, the Champions League this season. At Barcelona, he was successful. At Santos, I believe he was successful. Like, he... he at, you know, Brazil... They haven't done that much. I think they've won. Have they won one Copa America? And was he injured for that or something like one, that? Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. 100%. I don't, I don't really take that competition too seriously. Um, obviously, slightly unperformed in the World Cup, but maybe there's still time in 2022. But I, I still think, you know, absolutely phenomenal players. And, and you know, for those that do hold him on FI, it, it's obviously a joy to watch him if you do own him. And uh, oh, I guess great. you're also yeah, I mean, I... quivering, hoping every time he goes down, every time he's fouled, that he doesn't get injured. That... Yeah, that's the only slight problem, isn't it? The confidence in the market is just a little bit shaky because when he goes down, he tends to 
not be like a Roy Keane character. He tends to like to kind of hobble a little bit and, and play through it and kind of, he enjoys the show and the drama, I think. I mean, um, I mean, just on Roy Keane, when he slates players like Neymar, imagine Roy Keane trying to get anywhere near someone well, like Neymar. It? It's just hilarious. I just love it when these old school people, it's like, oh yeah, you know, going down for nothing. It's like, if Neymar had you one-on-one in, in a, on, on the football pitch, you just wouldn't get near him. Get, is, no, no, Roy Keane's not played against many players as good as him. So um, anyway, uh, so and it's, uh, end of the road for Leon. Just quickly, uh, yeah. Are they going to get past City? I mean, uh, I give them like a four percent chance, maybe. And then, do you think Memphis will leave from a football index perspective um, after that? If they say they go out, do you think that's the end for Memphis? Or I don't know. Like, mm. I the one is Dortmund. Did you see the weird stuff? I mean, we're going to talk about Sancho in a bit, but like, did you see? Uh, Sancho doing the Depay celebration in training. Yeah, that was strange. I, was, I, I don't know that. what's going yeah. on here. Like yeah. something weird is definitely happening. I it's feel, I feel like we're a domino away from some really crazy chain reaction happening. And I do feel like Memphis, if because I think Dortmund wanted Ferran Torres, didn't they? If they lost Sancho, I saw Ferran Torres, Rashica. Jeremy Bo- Jeremy Boga, uh, Rashitska, um and Memphis mm. they're the four names I've seen linked obviously Ferran Torres has been snapped up by Depay is obviously the best of all those players he's a little bit older and probably has less potential and of course has the injury history and he's the type of guy that I don't think he comes in and fits into a system perfectly you kind of have to build your team around him but if Dortmund were able to get him on a decent fee he does plug a gap in from a creative and a scoring perspective this is if Jaden Sancho goes which looks to be appearing less likely because we're going to talk about it in a minute but yeah I don't know it's an interesting one um, I think you know Leon have obviously done amazingly well to get past Juve like incredible achievement that is that is an amazing amazing achievement for them but yeah and, and, and how much money is that worth to them so can they afford because I think a few million a fair few million yeah. well I was thinking you know it, it, it does well help out potentially in terms of renegotiating and paying for some of the stars because I thought Hossamoir um you know, Memphis. Fantastic against Juventus, that... by the way. Those those three oh, in midfield, fantastic. but Hussein in particular. It's just just like watching a man ice skate on football pitch. He, he is great. Rolls Royce really of a footballer, is. I think. I've yeah. been I used to love the Leon midfield as well. That had Janino, um, Diara, and Essien. Oh. That was the midfield three I liked. But I also quite, quite like this Leon yeah. midfield three. Bruno yeah. Guimaraes looks a really good player, although he IPO'd at what was it like <laughs> one crazy pound for one pound eighty for three shots a year. <laughs> I mean, quality footballer. Yeah. It's just not really no, reflected on, on the FIO. But go on, go on. Quick one, IPOs. I lost the, the mogul. So some seen some comments around they've touch overpriced. But from my perspective, better to be overpriced than underpriced because otherwise you get the community complaining while well, you're dragging a fairly illiquid market all over the place and pulling money out of assets to go into these players. Do you not think pricing them a bit, a touch higher than maybe they're worth is a good thing? Well, I don't even know. I I'm interested to see what the listeners. I think say. they're desperate to do to be able to do the Dutch bidding system. They're, they're absolutely do. desperate, and yeah. now they're just trying to stop gap. But they I they think, are in yeah. a race against time because the Liga starts in late August. Um, they yes. might have to IPO some players in this. They, they may have. So that's right. I don't know. That's right because all a lot of the big names that I won't necessarily give away, but I'd imagine they're holding those back. Oh, 100%. for the Dutch auction system. That that is the next kind will, of like. 
the next the, the Cherkies, the next batch. Yeah, well, the, you know, Geo Rain. Yeah, them, isn't yeah. It? I mean, it's not, there's not there are no secrets on social media because there's so many scouting accounts that give the names away anyway. So it's not doesn't need to be a secret. But uh, yeah, Geo Rain is one. There's others out there. So we all probably have a list of names that we want to see, and I think they're holding those back for um, for the Dutch auction system under the new Nasdaq technology. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Um, any other comments from the Champions League um, or Europa League I mean uh, PSG no, I'm, game I'm enjoying it I, in the I last still think minute that was hard. interesting I mean yeah, crazy crazy yeah. game but uh, I, I think I think they've got a shot you know I don't know what it yeah, is yeah I do, I, do. I, 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 I still favour City I think Bayern are going to be a handful aren't they yeah, Friday yeah, night yeah, against yeah. Barca I'd favour Bayern to come oh, I think they'll destroy I, I um, you know the, the, the best four clubs in Europe this season arguably probably Bayern Munich uh, Manchester City Liverpool and um, who's the fourth team that I wanted to put through? Maybe PSG. I don't want to listen. No, yeah. So we buy in PSG, Liverpool City. And we could we have that as a final four? Um, I don't know. I haven't checked the draw. That's by the by. Could, I think. I think we could, mm. actually. Mm. If Bayern beat Barca, they'll play... No, sorry. What am I talking about? Liverpool are out. Of course we oh, Liverpool are out. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, other, so... the other three could be in the semifinals. Yeah. So... yeah so it's heating up. So... I'm enjoying it. I, I'm surprised how much I miss the fans, though, in all sport. Like, even in... I don't even watch ice hockey, right? It's just really... This is a bit of a boring story, though. Watching the Boston Bruins last weekend, and they were playing, and there was a two-on-one attack. And you rely on the crowd, because you can't see the puck, to tell you about, you know, if it's a two-on-one, if it's a dangerous attack. And I just miss the noise of them, or in baseball. I do miss fans more than I realise. Um, but anyway, Fig, tell me about, quickly, the announcement from FI last week. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't spoken to you since that. We obviously done a bit of a guess the night before on what it was going to be about. Any takeaways or key thoughts? Um, I think it's a lot of stuff that's been said before. Um, I think the share expiry stuff, they've clearly been hammered by a lot of people about that for, for ages now. Offers is the one that is probably the most important i think we guessed that and that was at the that was at the footnote you know we formed the progressive communications plan for the rollout for this functionality that will begin to be published in the next two weeks and will expand as the release date gets closer so that is that was my main takeaway that in you know when was this last friday uh this was last friday wasn't it so this was on yeah the fifth right am i right in saying this last friday was this was last friday wasn't it this it was yes. indeed so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh six days ago uh 7th of uh, august and it says within the next two weeks so you'd think by next friday we'd have this communication plan rolled out about offers yeah I- i'm excited about that it didn't really move the needle no. for me last week's it was everything i've heard before yeah. so I'm not going to give them too much of a pat on the back for that, but I did give them a massive pat on the back for the media. I thought that was good comms. I thought last Friday was meh, you know, is what it is. And we shall see how things are implemented, as I said last week, over the next couple of months. Um, But sell orders is clearly just a hugely exciting piece because we're going to get some easy, hopefully capital, you know, reallocation around the market Mm. and some liquidity back. And, you know, um, we had a few comments on, and we're going to talk about Sancho in a minute, but before we talk about kind of like what the news was and where he goes or whether or not it's going to happen, I just want to get your take on it. Like, so news breaks out, you know, Zork in this conference with him, which I thought was really weird, having the presser with him. Uh, and he says he's going to stay with us next season. Obviously, he's done it loads of times before with other players. But how, you know, in an ideal world with sell orders in place, what would have been some of your activity on Sancho 
as a market, as a player? Like, what would you have wanted to do, ideally? Um, t- to be honest, not a lot on him in particular. I would have liked the opportunity to use some sell orders, believe it or not, to move around some money and get more Sancho at a time when the market had slightly given up on him. So that would have been amazing for me to be able to get out of some holds uh, and take, you know, meet somebody in the middle, let them take them off me at a reasonable discount. And then I would have bought Sancho at a bigger discount. I wouldn't have at all blinked and sold any up to this point. I but mean, but, but me, would you have been able yeah, to, you would have, you know, Panda as a trader, you would have been able to sell some yeah. and buy some at a cheaper price. So would that have not been, even if it was 2% of your holding, you could still, or are you not really interested in those kind of like skimming that, that small, small bit of profit? I, I probably wouldn't have done. No, not at this stage of the market. I haven't really been skimming too much because the volume isn't there for me, especially compared to my, my day job. Um, it's something that I will look to do, but I don't think at the moment the, the quantity is there for me. Mm, mm, I'd agree. Um, but it's d- definitely vi- a viable tool, and I'm excited about that, but no, not at the moment, no. But the market's been so tepid and quiet. That was really it exciting has. to watch, wasn't it? The reaction what, to the, the news. Oh, on Monday. It was amazing. And what a shame that... Um, well, I, I put some bids in at £13.71, which was really good. Didn't think I'd get it, but I did. And quite a few people panicked on that news. And that was a glimpse into the future of what Football Index can become. And, you know, in the past, it's really funny. I think I'd have probably gone onto social media and said, Zork has a history of this with Dembele, Mkhitaryan. And I may have tried to just be quite frank and honest about that. And I still will be to an extent, but it's in my interest if people panic. Because then... As a selfish trader, I can buy their panic at cheaper prices. You know, this is this is kind of, unfortunately, the, the way we are now, de-pumping and players that want to crash. I, look, I'm not a fan of that at all, but, you know, if you want lower prices, then if I believe in the player, it's not going to worry me. You know, I'm going to just hoover them up at lower price. So it's got be, we're moving towards a very interesting game state over the next few years. Yeah, we are. And it's kind of trading against each other, but also... It is a, a huge dynamic, isn't it? Like it's a that was so exciting to watch. Um, it was. I mean, it was. Re- yeah, yeah. No, just agreeing with you to be honest, quite strongly. I mean, it was really exciting. I'm not exciting, sorry, because an, an injury is never exciting. But Neymar had a metatarsal injury when I first joined the index, and then he had a potential rape allegation, which was on the Champions League final night in 2000. And I'm going to say 19. Um, you know, and that created loads of panic as well, didn't it? You know, there was a big sell-off of Neymar. Ronaldo's one inst- as well. Ronaldo, yeah. And the instant sell price moved hugely. Um, you know, that instant sell was such a powerful illusion. And I understand it's sad that it's not there. But it wasn't always there for us anyway. I mean, when Memphis had his injury and tore his ACL, I was late to that news. I didn't get an opportunity to instant sell. I was a day or two late to that. So there was already a £1.40 spread on a £3.50 player when that happened. Something like that. Um, so instant sell, you know, in those instances when there's a big sell-off has always either been frozen or the spread's been very wide. But so it's a very interesting dynamic when you have these situations of injuries or losses in form or transfer sagas that are going to maybe break down how that's traded. Um, yeah, that's, that's super exciting. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what sell orders look like, how they impact news like that and how they impact events. Uh, you know, a breakout yes. goal, breakout uh, performance, you know, yes, uh, yes. big goal in a big a- game. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think it's yeah. just going to be really, really exciting, add the liquidity that's necessary. But 
I still feel that even with sell orders, that the confidence in the market needs to be resuscitated in some in some way. It, it does, it does. And I do trust that Football Index are aware of that. You only have to look at the market when a goal is scored in the Champions League at the moment. There aren't a huge amount of buyers going through the ticker. And I think people are slightly disengaged. So they'll be aware of that. And um, I would like to see it in a slightly more optimistic light for, for the launch of sell orders. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's not going to it, it's not going to hurt having sell orders. A, a lot of people are worried about it because of, you know, oh, you know, what what my player is going to be worth and and this and that. And I I kind of don't really think about kind of I think we've discussed it. I think people have blown out proportion what portfolio evaluation stuff is like. Uh, I think they mentioned it in the announcement that they're going to have the midpoint as an option yeah, if you want to view your portfolio yeah, like that, which is yeah. interesting. I don't I don't really care about it too much if i'm honest um but you know let, let's talk a little bit about just, just, yeah we'll talk about very sancho because people probably want to know but very quickly with me when i make a trade and buy a player i write down my phased exit you know am i going to sell on a goal am i going to sell when they get to a, a, a semi-final with a european competition you know i do have an idea about when i'm going to sell and selling is an art and it's a skill and selling into demand is hugely powerful you know rather than holding on to a player a little bit too long uh, and maybe taking a bit of a hit to get rid of him you've got to be able to sell into a into a high demand and that's something i think everyone will practice and get better at mm, but yeah mm. go on sancho then did you want to ask me quickly yeah so you know you're mm. one of the biggest owners of him on the platform yeah. uh news comes in that yeah. you know zork doesn't want to sell or yeah. says that he comes yeah. out and says you know he he's staying with us next season what's your initial reaction um yeah, it was a big piece of news. Make absolutely no mistake about it. It was a monumental piece of news. I think that the Manchester United fan base have been slightly blasé in the sense that they are mocking Zork and saying, look, this is all orchestrated. And they did it with uh, Dembele. They did it with Aubameyang. And I think, yeah, they did. But if the fact if the facts are that he has until 2023, that's a huge leverage power shift. If you, that is sneaky. It's isn't unbelievable. It? When I look back to all the articles in 2019, <laughs> there was no reference of that. There was an update to the pay. There wasn't a change to the term. Uh, Christian Falk, Fabrizio Romano, David Ornstein. This wasn't referenced anywhere. And I listened to Yang Argofjortov's podcast on the ball, and he had Falk and Romano on there. And they said it would have been really nice to know this piece of information before. So this is a super shrewd piece of business by Dortmund to extend it by a year. Because if you let a player go to within 12 months left, you've had it happen at Arsenal a few times, the, the, the leverage and the power shifts to the buyer and you're under pressure as a seller to, to get rid because otherwise you're going to lose them on a free transfer, you know, under the Bosman. So the fact that they've got three years left and they can win now and they've got a really strong team, they can afford to keep Sancho for another year. Why wouldn't they want to keep him? You know, they're probably going to get a similar price next summer for him. There's going to be a potential bidding war with a Liverpool um, there's going to be the Euros, which Sancho could star in. He's settled under Lucien Favre. He's got massive output in Germany. So the deck is stacked now that they want to keep him and they absolutely can keep him. Woodward, like he did with Wampasaka and Maguire, is going to have to step up to the plate and offer the money. I mean, we saw the fans with Woodward, didn't we? Um, protesting outside of his house when they delayed on Bruno. So classically, they went after Maguire 2018. They got him in 2019. They went after Bruno last summer. They ended up getting him at the back end of the January window. So to me, 
this is a, this is the definition of a transfer saga. If you'd have said to me last year when I bought all those Sancho's, you know, you're going to have this unfold and you're going to be winning media most days, I'd have said this is a dream come true. So hmm. in terms of a media... So not, not worried about him staying at Dortmund, I'm not worried not, about maybe so, United not buying yeah, him in the next window? Yeah, really fair question. So cards on table, I want him to come to Manchester United this summer. I can't change away from that. That's my preference. But also, I had priced into everything. What if he moves to Chelsea? What about if he goes to PSG? I knew he couldn't go to the Spanish clubs because of financial reasons. Um, I'm not worried no, about him staying for another year. It's not my preference, but I haven't, you know, I bought him with that kind of backstop in mind. Um, a few people I disagree with, but they're very smart people on the timeline, say this would be better for him to stay because, and I ha- maybe they're right, I don't think so, because the huge haul of media dividends is going to crop up again in January, it's going to crop up again over the Euros, it's going to crop up again next summer. So you have all of this again. And he's a pretty good PB player at Dortmund, isn't he? So it's not a disaster if he stays, no. But I would like him to come and take the iconic number seven shirt. But... Clearly, the extra year on the contract is a significant piece of news. Mm. Fascinating. It is a significant piece of words. Uh, it's it's like yeah, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> no, I've oh, genuinely have you ever have you ever seen like an exact come out with the player <laughs> in a in a in a conference and be like, actually, we secretly extended his contract <laughs> yeah. by a year did in S- December. Did Sancho even know? Oh, but do, okay so what, what do you make of him right Sancho so there's a lot of talk in the UK that he might have to force his way out that he might have to get a uh, hand in the transfer yeah. request, like Dembele yeah. like Aubameyang yeah. clearly this guy Zork is not is not um is not someone that is going to let you have your own way if you don't force his hand so from what I have read and between the lines it seems Sancho's pretty happy there but do you yeah. think that he might push himself the, the, out of there, or do you I, think he, I don't he think will I don't stay? think he will push himself. No, no. That, but the head of sport built, who I who I really trust, and obviously we talk about Romano, but they both said that personal terms have been agreed, and that isn't a problem. The player wants to come to Manchester United, but I don't think he hates Dortmund enough that he's going to force his way out like he did at City. I don't think he's going to kick up a fuss like Usman Dembele. So I think it's up to Woodward to come with the full money, 120 million euros, which I think's been quoted. Don't think it's that bad a deal either. Just well, for three, for three years left. The funny thing is, I don't even think Dortmund are being unreasonable. No, I mean, no, no, with no. three years left, it's absolutely. I looks mean, a fair Kai figure. Havertz might go for eighty million euros. So why on earth would Jaden? Yeah, and Victor, wasn't Victor, no more than Victor Osimhen was, was sixty-five million euros plus fifteen. Yeah, they spent like eighty that. on Maguire or something like that. Forty on Wan Bissaka. So Vern has gone for fifty-five yeah, million. So quid, I don't, you know, I don't like, think Dortmund and Zork are being unreasonable at all. No, um, no, no, absolutely not. But clearly the chance of summer 2021 transfer, it, it mm. definitely increased since Monday. No doubt about that. Mm. 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 Right, let's move on to the questions. And while I, while you go get your questions up, I will plug the Patreon. If you guys aren't a member of the Patreon, then go check it out on patreon.com forward slash FI guide. So that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash FI guide. And you can join a growing football index community there at the fig patreon and get some amazing exclusive content having a webinar done by football index notes next thursday about media it's an absolute masterclass i've seen the deck already blows all the other ones out the water i'm afraid to say panda and joel from index edge are just getting better every week and um yeah if you guys are interested in joining the athletic then you can use my code if you go to the athletic.co.uk forward slash fig you get 40 percent off your annual deal to, uh, to the athletic it comes to about 299 pounds a month and 
obviously they're being added as a source to the media outlets on football index so you pretty much have to have a subscription now uh panda apart from the <laughs> apart from the neutral what have you spent more than two pound 99 on in the last week um maybe some canopies so oh, pea yeah. and prawn crostini i think it was called um <laughs> smoked salmon and pea volivons so probably high-end wow. canapes like that uh, for the urban wow. guests. high-end. Yes. High-end for a high man, high-end man. <laughs> um, right, right, you go first. Okay, then. Let's get cracking. So a uh, message here from at uh, well, LB, F-I underscore LB. Having set up your portfolio with an expectation of a larger core dividend increase, what changes to your strategy, if any, have you made, Fig? And supplementary to that, are winning dividends right now more important than ever to have liquid funds? And he says to me, well done on the 100,000. Do you see that? 100,000 pounds of dividends. Wow. In 22 Incredible. months. You, are, you just are a... Dividend um, machine. Dividend machine. But, football index, gambling savant, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, yeah, I think dividends are definitely more important than ever. Um, and at the moment, those dividends are being won by a select few players. And I don't think that's weird. I think uh, that's... I think that's kind of... Um, understandable considering the situation we were in where the only football being played is Europa League and um and Champions League in an English based media system that is going to be pretty understandable and yeah I think dividends are just as important as they were during double dividends just as important they've been in any other quiet periods I think the people that have prevailed during any kind of bumpy periods of FI have been the ones that have had well, not prevailed or yes. prevailed best I should say yes. are the ones that have dividend earners I, I think this is really interesting because for a long time, there was this silly argument going on between capital appreciation and dividends. And they didn't need to be this, you're in one camp or the other. It was a load of nonsense. And But the reality is that if capital appreciation, you know, let's say to if you said to me, Panda, you've got this dividend structure guaranteed for the next year. I'm not sure how much explosive cap up we would see. There clearly would be players that have that, but maybe we don't have the ridiculous cap up we had only about six weeks ago. You know, when Foden and Greenwood were going up two, three quid. In that case, having regular dividend earners and compounding those dividends is the way to make, um, you know, maximum gains and the way you you operate in that. And it was interesting as well as when COVID hit and things were shaken up, it was the dividend earners where money went and returned value. And, you know, a lot of these charlatans out there that, you know, by and not 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 everyone is charlatans, of course, but there are some which prey on some of the new users and they look for this capital capital appreciation and, and brag about that. But it's not always we'll talk about yields. Yeah, and they don't want to talk about, and it's not often backed up by any dividends, and there's no path to dividends and the capital appreciation. You know, I don't know what it's built off. So, if we're moving towards a market, you know, dividends drive the market. Even if you're a very young player, you're kind of. I'm buying someone because I'm looking at their path dividends. How quickly can they get there? Are they going to move to a PB league? You know, and, and that enhances their chances. So, um, so I haven't made any changes, but I would say that I would be thinking, let's see how sell orders go. But I think moving to players that are winning dividends um, in the short term and using that money to kind of reinvest, compound and buy riskier assets is, is probably the way I'll go. I yeah I haven't changed my strategy at all I think I've taken advantage of some people selling at very very low prices so I've I've my bids have dropped significantly in terms of monetary value um recently 
which has meant I've been able to get players cheaper that I want or wanted to build players and accumulate them. And I keep thinking, oh, like maybe I should increase my bids because this player might get away, blah, blah. But I just, I feel like I have more time, which is, which is good. I've got a question here from uh, Football Index TW from the Discord. It's been a quiet week from Panda in the chat. Is he okay? Does he have any scandal stories from the garden party? And how did the bowling shirt go down? The bowling shirt was outrageously it went down like you know like a house on fire people loved it when i <laughs> when i came down the stairs and entered the li- the living quarters people were blown away by this shirt so it was a really strong choice garden party was good you know good eight nine out of ten can, can i ask you yeah go on can i ask you yeah. when you talk to people and they're like what do you do so say if you meet like a uh, the wife of a of a friend of your missus's yeah, or yeah. it's a mutual friend that's been invited to the go- how does it go down where they're like oh what what do you do I do you just pretend that you still work in finance no i, t- <laughs> I t- no I, j- I tend not to go into it too much because generally people don't want to know you know and if they do then they might get envious i, I don't know i just i, I don't tend to go so into it I, I, it feels like a career that people might kind of turn their noses i down think they would in yeah. A weird way. yeah i think sometimes they do um, but I don't, I don't really go into it too much and to be honest i'm not meeting that many new people anymore uh, yeah, because fair. I don't really leave, leave this area too much, especially when COVID. <laughs> so it's a good question, though. One we may talk about more one day. Yeah, fair, um, fair. FI Lammings. When has that Can come- I ask you a quick one as well, Go actually? on. Did you, get, did you have any trades in and outs on Betfair during the Champions League games? Did I have any trades in the Champions League games? I backed Juventus to win from 1-0 down. Uh, at, I think That's your favourite, isn't it? Yeah, well... I, in that instance, I loved the idea of asking a question. Can Leon beat Juventus home and away? I thought that was most unlikely. And although I wasn't convinced Juventus were going to qualify without the crowd, I did think Juventus would be in a position to and may win the match. So I got them at 2.8. Um, I think I'd lost on another game, but I can't fully remember what it was. I may have backed United late and then that went to extra time. So I lost on that one. Um when Nasdaq comes in, Fig, do you think it will feel like a completely new product one year ago? Uh, I mean, I... Uh, I think that's what some people I, are worried about. Is that secret sauce and that recipe gone? Um, no. I Like I, I've said, you know, we're at the early stages of this product. We're in a weird situation where if we... from In October, we're going to look back at the last six months and say wow, this product went from 30% finished to 75% finished in six months during a pandemic, which is a really, like, I think there has to be some nuance applied to, like, how everyone's feeling at the moment, how everyone's feeling about FI and the, the market. That, like, between March and October, FI would have transformed amazingly in those kind of six to seven months. And I think with NASDAQ, it's not so much about, changing the product or the market it's more about kind of like well now we fi have the ability to ipo as many players as they want take on as much load as they want turn off the market on and off frivolously however they want whenever they want um when they have news announcing they it just allows it kind of i i i think the best way to describe nasdaq right is panda i've got a bag of tools behind me on my shelf right that's that's what I would equivocate um, the current FI uh, tech team and infrastructure as. That's a bag of tools. And um, someone comes in and says, uh, you know, Fig, I need you to not only build that standing desk that you built, but um, I need you to build a whole shed. 
I'd be like, well, mate, I need this, this and this and I need a few other tools. So I've suddenly gone from a, a bag of tools to kind of like a, a, a walk-in studio of tools that I can now use. It's like, you know, podcasting in your mum's bedroom to going into a professional studio. That's the <laughs> yeah, kind of like yeah. disparity in what we're talking about here. We're talking about like a homemade infrastructure from a Nasdaq standpoint to having a uh, homemade infrastructure to having like a fully white labeled solution. And mm. just, just, just Sorry, to carry on, no, carry on. Question. It isn't, it is going to feel different, but it is going to feel the same in that the, the core value of the product is still trading footballers and it is buying footballers that you feel are going to become more valuable in the future. So in that respect, it won't change in the respect that how you get from A to B, it is going to change, but that doesn't mean that A to B isn't achievable it's going to feel different but it is still going to be there if that makes sense on, on that I, I completely agree on that note i want to give a shout out to a guy who i don't well guy or girl at fi sustainable and look this tweet up it's from the 11th of august at 8:04 a.m and he talks so much sense around how he would operate um the lower end of the market and I, I'll, I'll actually bookmark it and read it next week i think it's invaluable advice and it's really how i would go about it so well done to sustainable fi but anyway, I'm going to read that next week. Fast, really good piece. Right. Definitely. Um, I've got a question okay. here from Daniel Greenfield. Oh, yes. You have done Fanta- the most talented artist. One of the most talented in. artists I've ever had the pleasure of talking to, who I am going to sanction for a piece of art. Um, actually, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask Daniel if he get back to me. I'm looking for actually buying a statue of myself for the driveway. <laughs> um, I, 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 that is terrible. I don't, I don't, do, do not do, do that. Do, is that, is that a good a look to have a statue, a self-statue? I think that's fucking barbed. <laughs> I'm going to see if he wants to make me a statue of myself to kind of look over the house like a big one. But anyway, um, carry on. What's Daniel's question? So he's, he's just to give you context, he's DM'd me before about IPOs and how he's so frustrated. Yes, yes. So he says, what was the reason for these IPOs? Surely not FI needing to make a quick buck to see them through till NASDAQ. Or are they still testing quote unquote they've never paid ipos the attention they deserve can they not see that people want to place bets but the market isn't there i'd love to be plowing money into young promising unknown players instead my cash balance is just growing and tempting me to withdraw too much focus on the top end and i wonder how many really lower end traders have already given up so i I had this debate actually with a few pals today about how important a fully fledged ipo system the ability to consistently generate new bets on the platform is for football index and there was a bit of disagreement i mean there was a kind of notion that the core part of the product should be stood up first and i actually agree with that i think that is true but i don't think ipos are that further down the list what are your thoughts no i think they're high up the list but it's very difficult isn't it because you'll have a lot of the existing users i mean we've placed bets and the fact is that every ipo that arrives onto the platform it makes the platform better from a kind of macro or a whole level because you'd expect that. And if I was building the platform tomorrow, I'd launch it with five leagues worth of players on it. But at the same time, you are diminishing the returns and a bet that's been placed from a community and from users that have backed the platform through thick and thin. So that balancing act is so tricky. And then you add in the combustible element of a poor IPO process and people getting pissed off with fastest finger first and you just think, I can see why they're in such a sticky mess. So I'd urge Daniel to be patient, give it another couple of months. And, you know, if it isn't addressed and he doesn't like the Dutch auction system, then revisit and by all means then throw your toys out the pram. But it is frustrating. But I think I can understand from FI's 
you know point of view in this instance why 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 it is how it is yeah i i understand it as well and i actually feel that it, it is right as you said the macro level it's better it's like adding goalkeepers as their individual category it makes i, sense. I love that but but like the nuance and the timing yeah and the communication right and these things the way it looked like a money grab and when the, money is on the line yes i think you, you have to yes especially after the community had backed them through covid i mean we'd back this company in business more than most investors or customers have backed other businesses and so to have that was a bit of a kick in the teeth for some but we all agree having goalkeepers on the platform make the platform better but it's timing it's comms and it's it's the more subtle uh, areas that need thinking about um multi-story show pony says here how is your verse of the diss track coming along see show pony knows how urban i am he says cannot wait to see you spitting pure fire you and me you and me neither um also keen to hear your thoughts on jude bellingham's debut yesterday i thought he looked like a duck in water. Is that the phrase? Looks like a Rolls Royce of a football. Yeah, I mean, you know. The only issue I've got a question mark on him, and I don't question to know his ability like a lot of the Birmingham City fans. So I won't go there because I haven't seen enough of him yet. But it's positionally. Is he going to be in a position explosive enough to be a high value asset on Football Index? Because if he's going to play in a pivot too, alongside Axel Witzel, is that going to offer enough GNA output and exciting final third moments to get the headlines? And see. are they going to play three at the back? Who yeah, it's yeah. very hard. So, How many minutes is he going to get? So there's the question, but he, he looked very good. Yes. Um, Seb Wassell uh, from the Discord, you've got £10,000 to spend. Who do you buy? Caveat, you have to sell up and withdraw exactly one year from today. I've got £10,000 to spend. Who do you buy? You have to you have to hold them all the way up till this point next year. Honestly, Jaden Sancho, but I guess if you do want me to give someone else, because that's a bit boring, or... Yeah, okay, a bit been a boring. Fucker, um, all the way up to the end of next summer, probably killing Mbappe. Mm, <laughs> boring again, fair. maybe. What about you, Fig? I, I, I need to ask you two two names. <laughs> two names or uh, one name? Oh, uh, one name. Um, I think I'd look at. I'm actually going to not answer this with one question. I'm going to answer uh, with one player. I'm going to answer it with a more macro thing. Of I'd look at what players could be moving next season and i'd concentrate on the players that have the super agents i'd concentrate on the players that have uh three years on their contract now so two years next summer uh, or a year next summer and i'd look at kind of like I'd, I'd maybe shortlist about 25 players and then i'd look at like who are the ones that are the best out of here and then also the best value out of them on fi and i'd plug them into about five of those and just leave them there okay okay um, um, we've got. To, oh, it's your turn. Oh, well, it's it's one for me here. Really, it's from Mister Market, who actually made quite a good tweet this week. I think he's a big fan of mine, but we disagree on some things. He just says, "Why does Panda always tell us how lean and flexible he is?" And I didn't think I did, so I'm gonna have to check that detail. I think you said you're you're agile. Ah, oh, right. Okay, that might explain it. I may pick this up with him offline. But pandas are such plump, cuddly creatures. Not the lean, mean dividend winning machine that Panda talks about on the pod. Love and Rockets. That's more of a comment than a question. Why do I always yeah. talk about how lean and flexible? I think it's something to be very proud of. You know, to be agile like a cat, to be able to leap like a salmon. You've got to share that information. Right, your question. Um, Bobby Axelrod, when did free gifts in cereals stop becoming a yeah, thing? Yeah, I think that was probably around 2012. I used to love that when I was younger, but it was a way to get sugary um cereals into children's diets which wasn't good back in the day when sunny delight used to be a thing you do you know what sunny delight is fig 
no no it was a new oh a new sunny d sunny d yes yeah okay come on yeah, let's f- let's be sorry. let's be g- give me the the urban oh the version, urban right? yes sunny d full of sugar and it was like oh, rocket disgusting. it was like rocket fuel for children and then it got banned i think because it had too much sugar yeah. in i think sh- i think gifts in cereal stopped around that era yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Um, is it my Can question? I ask another quick one? Go here on, from yeah, Louis go, just go ahead. Let's, Louis let's, I think we're let's both, really we're rattle both through good, these now. B- b- both great fans of Louis M. Oh, uh, other, b- other than football, yeah. if you could play one sport professionally, what would it be? Probably tennis. It's not See, team I've sport. Been, but I'd like to travel I'm now the world. I'm scared of all sports after I've kind of like learned them properly. Why? Like, they all just seem to absolutely fuck your body up. Yeah, and, I'd and probably just play like golf or something. Yeah, golf. Yeah, golf's not bad. You know. Yeah. As I said, played played football at a decent, a very decent level. Um, competed in European karate competitions, but I, I think after I've seen, like you know, who who, who in their right mind would be like a MMA fighter now? Like, I'd be surprised. People have got a lot of. Um... All right, but like, let's say Conor McGregor mm. at age thirty-five, he just gets early onset dementia, and the rest of his life is is pointless. Mm. Do you, do you think that's a? Fi- I, I personally. You know, yeah, but that's the beauty of the fast, world. Live, live fast, die young. But I don't know. <laughs> live too I, I bloody know. fast. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe last chance years just scared me. Nah, I, I, I don't know. Apart from football, okay. Um, no tennis for me. Tennis, uh, uh, basketball. I reckon mm. probably. Uh, basketball at your height. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> Chris, I'm taller than you <laughs> for the last time <laughs> by a reasonable amount as well. My ad <laughs> listeners, Chris Barker, best canopy. I've answered that. What school garden party? Nine out of 10. I've answered that. FI Gardner here. In your opinion, who is the best player fig outside of PB league? Outside of the PB league. Um, Oh, do you know what? Um, uh, Fenerbahce striker, Marici. Really? Cosford international. Very good. striker. Is he? Yeah, I, I'm going to go for the Mohammed Hatteran, the kind of classical uh, name yeah, that props play. up. Um, fair play. There's a few though, you know, Donia Malen. Plenty. Um, plenty, plenty. Um, Palace, Palace Saint-Germain, question for Fig. Does your newly sponsored football team get a shout out today? Did you see that? Yeah, sponsoring. yeah, yeah. Bloody mogul spreading his wings. A, a team, a team based in Crystal Palace yeah. for next season. Yeah. So they're going to have Fig logo on their shirts, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, that is quite exciting. Yeah, so there we go. There's your shout-out. Palace Saint-Germain. Go go search them up at Palace ST and then Shemaine. Another plug like the, uh... you. Right. Yeah, come on. No, no. <laughs> it is what it is. It is I said to is. someone on the timeline, it's going to become more advert than actual editorial content in yeah, the future. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So the plugs are going to become the FI. So we're going to be talking about, like, you know, a Nutribullet that's sponsored by whatever company. And then I'm going to be like, just before we get into it, I need to remember that, you know, this is football. This happens. Yeah. It's a bit like making a vodka drink, isn't it? And you like vodka with a splash of Coke, you know, you mix it out, <laughs> don't you? You, have it the, you have it the inverse to what you'd classically make it. Um, this is, I'm going to try and pick out some names we haven't touched upon before. At FPL XI, he talks about when his youth going to be added. And we said the Dutch auction system within a month, I think, of new NASDAQ. So hopefully by October for him. Uh, at FI Pile, P-E-I-L. Pell, Pell. Pell. If you could pick one league or division to be added to FI Fig, what would you pick? Which would you pick? Good question. Probably pick the Dutch league, wouldn't you? I think that... Would you not? I guess you would. Maybe Portugal. Portuguese or Dutch league, I would say. One of those two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Headhunter here. Yeah. Congrats on the hot milestone. What do you Very think kind. the problems are with the market oh. as it stands and how would you fix it? That's a really deep question that I probably won't want to do in quickfire questions. 
No offense, because he's one of my favorite people. But give me give me three bullet points. Um, sell orders, market makers. So that'll enhance the sell orders and transparency in um, you know media recognition of names. So cleaning up media, market makers, and uh, sell orders. Um, at Index Mike, Mike Wardle, will this finally be the breakout season for Phil Foden? And what price do you see him reaching by next summer? Um, I it's a tough one. I think that City players are quite interesting because they're never going to be the dual MB and PB threat. So, I don't know. It's very hard to say with. Phil Foden I I think I think we have to actually see I'm actually going to be a bit of a bellend on that one and say I want to see how the new media works before looking at players like that because if you say to me then that you know he's increased his media dividend potential by 17% then it might interest me but at that price he has to be winning a lot of PB or he has to be doing or showing me that in the future he's going to win a lot of PB for Man City and in a team dominated by someone like Kevin De Bruyne, it's it's very hard to look at him too seriously. Although he's a fantastic player. What a technician. Mm. Wow. He, so, so good. I put a tweet out recently around, you know, SOTD asks, he asks that his famous question of best player in between different price brackets. I put seven names out, really pleased with four of them. Two of them haven't quite gone to plan and one of them I sold. And sadly, the one I sold has been Phil Foden because it really scared me that night against Burnley when he banged in the couple of goals and didn't win media. And I'm thinking, wow, is he going to be a media threat? You know, City just don't really get written about. And that's the game we play. Got to win dividends. Well, have a potential to, sorry, is probably the word. Um, Harwood Index, tricky question for you here. Uh, at Jaminator7, it was his other part of his name. Who is the best under pound fifty player who may have a meteoric rise next season? <sighs> Difficult, isn't it? On the, on the spot, very difficult. Very difficult. I may go. I uh, I think it's going to be someone IPO'd. Ah, uh, good. Between good now point. and October, if you if I had to say someone on the platform now, I may go Kanglian. Maybe that's a bit. Maybe, uh, maybe. Kanglian. No, right what's Valencia. his name? Kanglian. Yeah, but then Lee Kangin. Lee Kangin. Sorry, yes. Um, Hamid Traore. <sighs> it's slim. It, Pickings, there are quite it? a few it's under 150 tough. that I've actually It's quite put. a few nice players, but... Explode is difficult to do. Explode is, is difficult for... Are, are we talking like a Mo Salah Greenwood type explosion? Yeah. Because that, then it's it's harder. Because I think there um, are about 30 to 40 players that I really like. I mean, some goalkeepers are quite undervalued. Um, yeah, potentially. That, yeah, and Yassin Adley I quite like. Well, I think he's just over pound fifty. Um, there's many names that I actually think are quite decent under £1.50. But again, I've always said this. It's not really my area of speciality. So mm. I leave it to those experts. That's... And I think there are maybe some £2-ish players that Absolutely. you could get for £1.50 as well. That's another caveat. He, he's been very talented. The guy at Dynamo Kiev, uh, Victor Sykankov, is that his name? Yeah. Set piece taker, £1.42. Yeah, yeah. I think there's plenty, if you've got the time and you can research these areas and dig deep, I think there's plenty down there. And also, you know, if you're looking at 
don't filter by one pound fifty. Maybe filter at two pounds and see if you can get them cheaper. Yeah, That's another tip. yeah, and even under a pound. Look at Fi Sustainables tweet. That links to the un- the kind of sub two pound range, and that is exactly how I'd go is about he, is it. Is he a pod worthy guest? Uh, I don't know. I think he's only had one good tweet, but I haven't. <laughs> I haven't followed him to be fair. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna before the pod goes. I'm gonna read it to you because I want to. Right. It's gonna be on my mind otherwise. Right, Scott McGregor, best three Brazilians in order over the last twenty five years. Oh man, I know who it is very clearly in my mind. So R nine go first. Um, so Ronaldo the striker, <laughs> Ronaldinho probably because I, I credit him for turning around Barcelona football club, being a big catalyst for that. And um, probably not Romario. I'm trying to think. Uh, who Who's your third? Mine's Neymar. Yeah, Cafu. Nah, mine's not Neymar. Neymar. Okay. I did say before you cut me off there. I'm going to read you this sustainable tweet. Go on. That's what I said to you. Right. This is the five. <laughs> this is the thing that I've gone on about so much. Um, a lot of talk on football index about the lower end being dead. I see betting on the lower end like a season bet. Instead of a league winner or top goal scorer, you're betting on a transfer, player development, or a new system being more suitable. So like tactical system. He says, research the players you feel are undervalued and enjoy tracking their career progression over a season. Don't worry about the spreads. If your bet is placed or based on a solid foundation in six to 12 months time, the likelihood is you won't be worrying about spreads. With season bets, you either win or lose your entire stake. The beauty of FI is that there is a chance that you get something back, even if your choice was quite poor, in other words, he's saying. So treat your bets as AIM-style stocks. They are more risky, but it's an enjoyable part of an overall strategy. Look back over your bets in 12 months and laugh at your choices. Some will be awful, and obviously some will, will kick on. And yes, there is a lot of money to be made. And that's the thing. If I bought 10 players that I believed in under pound fifty, I think seven or six or seven I would make healthy profits on. Three or four I may lose 10 or 15% on. My net profit is up. That's exactly how I would look at it. Yeah. Treat it as a really treat it as an a bucket, as an asset allocation. I just think that's nicely mm. worded. But anyway. I've got two I've got two go. more questions. Pride. Joe Brown. Is there any point in a massive advertising campaign when the index is in the state that it is? Wouldn't it be better to have it once they've got the major changes finished and the Hotspur index followed up by saying completely agree, yeah. Sancho side, the the market's not in a pretty state. Yeah. Sort order books and Nasdaq launch, Ab- then market yeah. the product. Yeah, I I would say fully agree with that i think it's slightly wasted ammunition to go heavy on the marketing now because it's, if we think about it, it's wasting money isn't it's it? it's wasting money because for every spend you're converting you may get someone to sign up you're putting 100 pounds in it's difficult at the moment to really enjoy it over two to four a two to four week period with the the market as it is so i agree with the sentiment and that comment yes mm. Uh, Ramfatbo Run says uh, post this last week look up the Hartlepool monkey there was a shipwreck near Hartlepool and the only ship survivor was a monkey the people of Hartlepool thought he was a French spy so hung the monkey he's got a memorial and became their mascot have you ever heard of this? <laughs> I've never heard of this I don't uh, I've never heard of this the, during the Napoleonic Wars a French ship of the type Chasse-Marie was wrecked in a storm off the coast of Hartlepool. The only survivor from the ship was a monkey, a allegedly monkey, dressed eh? in a French army uniform to provide amusement for the crew. On finding the monkey on the beach, some locals decided to hold an impromptu trial since the monkey was unable to answer. Well, they their trialed questions. the monkey. 
And because they ni- because they had seen neither a monkey nor a Frenchman before, they concluded that the monkey must be a French fly. Being found guilty, the animal was duly sentenced to death and was wow. summary- He was hanged on the beach. That's sad. I actually live right next to London Zoo, like kind of. Yeah. And um, I went like if I walk part like down Regent's Park, there's a fence between the animals and the and the park, yeah. and I can actually see some gibbons wow Great cre- majestic keepers creatures i just said keepers didn't i, you said, I yeah really no, no, majestic <laughs> animals i'm actually going to be reading a lot of nature journals over the next week so i should oh, be yeah. back on form i'll be back on the hammock um yeah last couple i'll just try yeah, and do quickly couple. um adam cole gives you double or nothing on your portfolio do i take the bet no that's from fi pat boy run f footy daz what does your future hold f- uh for panda on football index what does the future hold for panda for me hopefully 10 or 20 years of enjoyment and betting on footballer career arcs. Um, Stephen Reeve, what cricketer would be the highest priced if Adam Cole introduced cricket index? <laughs> Nassim Shah, I think is the 17 year old Pakistani fast bowler based on age. Um, trying to think there's any others here. What about this one? We, fig we've got you? through a few. actually. Yeah. What about the God, last God, one for you? Last fig? one, last one. FI ball 83. I assume he's born in 1983. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great year, making, great year. Making lowball bids via Emmy or building a cash balance ahead of sell orders. Wow. What is the best strategy currently and why? That's probably question of the show. I'd probably lowball because I, I'd probably lowball because you could actually flip that on its head and say, if I have more players to if I can sell those players that I lowball higher with sell orders, then I've made more money than I would have with, you know, with a big cash balance. Yeah. I think I'd probably hold a cash balance. So that's quite oh, a nice balance between us. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's all we've got time for, isn't it? That's all An hour and time. eight minutes. That's all we've got time Hopefully for. Hopefully the audio is going to sound all, better. Thank you for all the questions. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, where can people find At out more about you, Panda? Sporting underscore Panda. And um, yeah, thank you all very much. Thank you, Fig. And have a lovely Hopefully week. Hopefully it's decently sounding. Yeah, I'll be time. listening to make sure. Yeah. yeah. Imagine <laughs> if I put like a robot voice don't, on you don't I'd be and you didn't realize the sabotage it would upset me greatly <laughs> <laughs> right thank you very much everyone have a great day listening hopefully no one gets stopped over in their car by police or thinks that they're being stopped over by police uh if you guys did enjoy that please do leave a review please do leave a like and, and share on social media uh tell us your favorite bits tell us where I you love your comments listening to the podcast yeah. love your comments love your comments fans and uh yeah have a great day remember football index is a gambling platform only bet what you can afford to lose and stop when the fun stops thank you everyone for listening have a great day